Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This is Apostle Carol Gordon Mason. God bless you. Welcome to Divine Liberation from Rags to Riches. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be what? Be glad in it. Hallelujah. Be merry. Hallelujah. It is good medicine for the soul. Hallelujah. We got to learn how to be happy even in the bad times. To continue to be joyful even in the sorrow times. Continue to be grateful in the hard times. Continue to be, hallelujah, steadfast and unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. What is the work of the Lord? The work of the Lord is having faith to believe that he is God. The work of the Lord is to proclaim his works and deeds. The work of the Lord is that he is powerful, all-knowing, the almighty God, the omnipresent God, omniscient, omnipotent God. He's El Shaddai, the almighty, the all-knowing. Hallelujah. He is Elohim. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. So welcome for today. And today we want to talk about confidentiality. Can we talk about confidentiality in the house of God? Can we talk about trustworthy? Can we talk about being that confidant? Not hallelujah, having a gal in our mouth, not having a holy conversation. That is deals with confidentiality, being able to listen without revealing, being able to keep someone's secrets, someone history, someone problems to yourself. Can we just pray about it? My God, my God, can we just pray for the sisters and brothers of Christ? The body of Christ seems to be busy body, meddling, gossiping concerning their sisters and brothers. Can we have a real talk? This is real talk in the house of God. Everyone say, I don't go to church because they talk too much. They treat people in there. They judge people. They money hungry. They this and that, that. Well, some of that is true. But if you go in a church, you're not going to find a perfect church. You're going to find a church that deals with problems and make resolutions through the word of God. Amen. We got to come to a place to where we got to be brothers and sisters in Christ and see that you're not perfect and I'm not perfect. But at the same time, there is an area where we've got to learn how to keep our mouth closed and not be a gossiper. And not tell someone's secret. If they confided in you, they trusted you. And no matter what happened and what goes on, if that person say, I am coming to you because God say, I can trust you. 
then you have to be accountable and not to release personal information that can damage or destroy or the cause that Christian or that saint to backslide and not become a lover of God. But then we got to look at it too, that if you put confidence in man, man will fail you every time, but God will not. So some things in releasing to the ministry or to your overseer, some things are not just meant to be said to them. And you may not agree because you may agree that you should be able to talk to your leader, your overseer, your pastor, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist. You may think that you or the reverend or the rabbi, you may think that you can go and talk and tell them everything. What I don't agree with, you are telling a confidentiality to your leader concerning your husband. Now, when there are problems in a marriage, I do believe that there needs to be some counseling, especially if it's leading to the divorce court. There ought to be a place where you can go to your overseer, spiritual father, amen, and sit down and say, there is some issues in my marriage, but can we come to counseling sessions? I don't believe that everything that goes in a marriage goes into the house of God to your leader. I don't believe that. I believe that when you are becoming to become one, you become one flesh, amen, when you become that one flesh, you in a covenant with God. Amen. You in a covenant with God. There is a three strand cord. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They are one. You and your husband are one. You go in to prayer together. If that doesn't work, then you go in prayer separate. If that don't work, then there is counseling that needs to be done because God said, let no man put asunder what he joined together. Let no man put asunder. Amen. And so we got to come to a place in relationships and friendships to be able to understand that there needs to be a trustworthy, but you don't have to reveal all of your secrets to your friend or to your leader. There needs to be a border. There needs to be some boundaries, a wall that separates you from certain things that you can say to your overseer or your leader that it's a watcher over your soul. I believe that we have to learn to be wise and get an understanding in this hour and seek the Lord. Hallelujah. What Seek him. Seek his kingdom. Seek the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all other, other things will be added unto you. Peace in the marriage will be added unto you. Hallelujah. Communication is a value point 
It is a value point in any given relationship, whether it's relationship with a high school friend, whether it's relationship with sister and family, whether it's relationship on your job, whether it's relationship even on your job. They can't tell nobody all your business in the hospital. There is a privacy act. There is HIPAA. They change it from HIPAA to Privacy Act that they cannot release confidentiality in the government White House. You cannot release confidential about what goes in the Defense Department, what goes on in the White House. You will become treason. They will call it treason in the White House. And they will call you a spy. And you can either go to jail. Definitely you're going to be fine because they can't trust you. There are oaths that you take as a judge that you can't release. Even as a jury, on the jury, when you become a juror, they tell you you cannot talk about it. You can't watch TV and the news. They tell you what you cannot. You can't release anything that happened in that trial. Why that trial is going on and you are a juror. You cannot release that information. Does not fall under the freedom of speech. That you have a right to speak about somebody else's uh, pertinent information or private information or confidential information. You cannot release that. You can be sued. There can be a charge, a civil suit against you. And nine out of ten, out of ten, if it's true, they're going to win. They're going to win about that situation because we have to be at a place to be able to not release information concerning their leaders and concerning. Ah, oh, yeah, God, even about the leaders releasing to the adjutant, you ought to be accountable and not release that person information that passes information. I don't care if she cussed in front of you. I don't care if she uh, said something that you said, oh, Lord, where that come from now? I didn't know she act like that whatever that person is because remember they're not perfect they may say something that you like what in the world what just happened what is going on what the hickory hanging now i know that did not just take place and God is getting us in a place we're dealing to a characteristics of a leader, characteristics of being holy and sanctified, characters of, of loving your brother, and your, it holds no record of wrong, it does no evil, spreading gossip and telling someone's confidential information is considered a sin against God. Now let's look at Joseph. Joseph told, talked about his dream that God has given him. And his brothers didn't like it. So when you release something, even for yourself to release something that is confidential in your in your household or what are you going through with your children and you release it because I don't found it several times when I have released information concerning my children and I was upset with them and they might have said this or done that. And you release that privacy moment, that private moment you had with your children and you go and tell someone, guess what they're going to do? They're going to throw it back up in your face and then they 
they not going to like your children because they did, did you wrong. And they're going to hold that accountable. What you said concerning your children. And it's going to make you think like, whoa, what just happened? Where this come from? You told it. And I had to learn that because when it's all said and done, you don't want nobody talking about your child. You don't care if they wrong or right. You just don't want to hear it because it's your child. You feel some kind of way. Why did I tell them my business? Now they up here talking about my son or my daughter. And you don't want to deal with that. You be in like, what just happened? You'll be just like it. So what is confidentiality? Is the state of keeping or being kept secret or private? Mm. The bank can't go and release how much money you got in your account unless they have your signature and your authority to tell someone how much is in your bank account. They can't release the information concerning your stocks and your bonds and your market. They can't. Re you can't release that information unless they have a signed document by you to say that information can be released. The same way in the hospital, same way in uh, in the uh, White House of confidentiality is keeping another person's or entity's information. What private certain professionals are required by law to keep information shared by a client or patient. What private? Well, let's see what private is. Let's look up and see what private mean. And we already know what it means, but let's just see what the Western dictionary talk about private being private. Oh, let's talk about this. My God. Not relating to one's official position, personal private correspondence, not holding public office or employment, a private being a private, not known as intended to be known publicly, secret, preferring to keep personal affairs to oneself, valuing per privacy highly. That's what they say private is. So let's look at it from a different perspective. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's look at it and let's see what else they are saying about privacy. Privacy. Hallelujah. Miriam Webster says again. Hallelujah. Let's talk about this definition. Being secrecy. Being secret. Holding things. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Lord. It's an it's a private could be an enlisted person of the lowest rank in a Marine Corps or one of two lowest ranks in the army. That's consented. Being a private is a noun. Amen. And then it says one not in public office. Then there is another private private uh, parts. Hallelujah. But that is not the adjective we are. Uh, looking for behind the scenes, confidential, uh, inside, hush, hush, non-public, privy, a secret. That's the synonyms behind the scenes. Hush, hush, non-public, secret. Let's look at the example of the word private. 
it was the first time many had seen works from an artist. Private collection. Secret collection. Non-public collection. Let's look at another example of the word private. At work, he was always very serious, but in his private life, he was actually very funny and relaxed. In his personal life, in his own space, in his secret life, behind the scenes, he was actually very funny and relaxed. My God, thank you, Jesus. So private means secrecy. My God, my God. Hallelujah. So you can have a private attorney, a private bag, a private bank, a pivotal dock cent. So let's look up privacy. Let's look up, because I want to get, we got to talk about this thing. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. The quality of state of being apart from company or observation, seclusion. Amen. The quality or state of being apart, seclusion, isolated. So when someone give you a statement concerning and they say, please don't re, re, uh, say this again. Please don't uh, uh, let someone know my information like that. Please don't uh, tell anyone about this secret that I got going on. Please don't inform anyone else. Please don't talk about what I just told you. Can you keep this between me and you? Ah, Yasokuma. Can you keep this between me and you? Can you keep this in solitude? Can you separate my situation from everybody else's situation and keep it confidential and secret? And it's between me and you what we do. I'm telling you, sometimes we got to get in a place of isolation, in a solitude place, in a secluded place to where we can just get with God. Because you can tell God everything and God ain't going to tell nobody except for the angels to go and watch out for you, to protect you and to shield you and to send messages through his angels. That's what God would do for you. If you go, get down on your knees, get in the presence of the Lord and tell him about everything. He already know what they did and said. He already knew they was going to open their mouth. He already knew that this was going to be a problem. He already knew it was going to be an alt. He knew that they were not trustworthy. And he gave you sign after sign, but sometimes we want to give them the benefit of the doubt. And in this hour, you can't give hardly nobody a benefit of doubt because men are lovers of their flesh in this hour. They are lovers of their flesh. Not all men. Not all men. But some men are lovers of their own flesh. 
we got to be secluded. In other words, this means a joyous release from seclusion back into public places and all the crowds, noise, and annoyances that come with the return. That means sometimes you got to be by yourself, isolated. You ain't got to be in the public's eye all the time. You ain't got to reveal everything that God is doing for your life. You could just let the glory show. You can let the hands of God show himself mightily the works that he's doing concerning you. Hallelujah. The promises that he's keeping concerning you. Hallelujah. The healing. You want to be overcome by your testimonies. But when he's be quiet we got to learn how to do what be quiet we got to learn how to listen be quick to hear and slow to speak we got to learn that you are to pray for a friend jesus christ ain't had too many friends he had two or three amen peter andrew and john yeah, nah, nah, so come on. Yeah. Yeah. That's who he had. That's what he took to the Mount of Transfiguration. Amen. That's what he did. They told you they couldn't have a veal. They couldn't have a veal. What they saw. They could not reveal what was seen at the Mount Transfiguration. They couldn't do it. They just could not do it. They couldn't release it. He took them. He trusted them three. To go with him to a place and see Elijah. Oh, no Masia. Yeah. He took them with him. Because he trusted them. How many people can you take with you? How many? Think about that. You better think in this hour, because men are growing to be lovers of their own flesh. And they can't control their mouth. They double-minded in all their ways. And a double-minded man is what? Unstable. If he unstable in his own relationships, why wouldn't he be unstable with you? Think about that. Why wouldn't he be unstable with you? Why would he hold private, secluded secrets of your heart? Secrets concerning your family. Secrets concerning your children. Secrets concerning your job. Secrets concerning your relationship with men. Secrets concerning the blessing. Secrets concerning your wealth and fortune. Tell me. I like to know this one. Tell me. How can he hold water? That is not a friend if he can't hold no water. I heard a girlfriend say got diarrhea of the mouth. Tell everything. Ah, yeah, so tell everything. Tell everything.
I'm telling you. So let's read about the Mount Transfiguration because that's in my spirit real deep. After six days, and if you need to uh, look it up, this is the New International Version. It's Matthew 17, uh, starting with verse 1, uh, chapter 17. Matthew chapter 17, verse 1. After six days, Jesus took with him the three friends, Peter, James, and John. Oh, I said Peter and Andrew. Uh, I stand corrected on that. Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, and led them up in a high mountain by themselves. And there he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. And just then there appeared who? Before them, Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus. And Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, he go, Peter. Got his mind not on what he just been a part of seeing, but got his mind on building and putting up three shelters. One for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, a bright cloud covered them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. And when the disciples heard this, they fell face down to the ground, terrified. But Jesus came and touched them. Get up, he said. Don't be afraid. And when they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus. And as they were coming down the mountain, Jesus instructed them, don't tell anyone what you have seen until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. The disciples asked them, why do, why then do the teachers of the law say that Elijah must come first? Jesus replied to be sure Elijah comes and will restore all things. But I tell you, Elijah has already come and they did not recognize him but have done to him everything they wished. In the same way, the Son of Man is going to suffer at their hands. Then the disciples understood that he was talking to them about John the Baptist. Now let's get back up to the verse when Jesus told them, verse 9, Matthew 17 and 9, as they were coming down the mountain, Jesus instructed them, don't tell anyone what you have seen until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. He told them, listen, don't you open your mouth and, and reveal this. Don't you tell a living soul. Wait until I come back alive after I'm raised from the dead, after I've stayed in the grave those and rolled up, rose up on the third day. Don't you tell nothing. You can release it then. How many of our friends that said that? Don't you tell not one thing I said. You better not go and tell. Oh, I ain't going to tell nobody. Oh, I ain't going to go and tell nobody. I ain't going to do it. My God. 
But we go right on and do what? And release it. If you wants to be a friend to anyone, you must show yourself to be friendly. As a person being friendly, you're going to be confident. You're going to be that confident. You're not going to be that conspicuous. You ain't going to be constituent. You ain't going to be the one that uh, restricting them. You ain't going to be the one lying to them. You ain't going to be the one hurting them. You ain't going to be the one deceiving them. You ain't going to be the one that's lying. You ain't going to be the one to talk about. You ain't going to be the one that backstabbed. You ain't going to be the liar. Huh? You ain't going to be the one. Oh, those so-called minds. That it have a jealous spirit against them. You ain't going to be the one in competition. You ain't going to be the one that's always got a problem with them. You're going to be friendly. You're going to be friendly. He that wants friends ought to be showing himself to be friendly. He that wants friends. You must first be friendly. Friendly means being kind, being loving, being affectionate, being gracious, being merciful. We are friends of God. But we already know we fail God each and every time. I tell you one thing, because God just can tell us something and it go right out our ear. We couldn't even obey the uh, commandments. Uh, we couldn't even obey God when things went wrong. You blame God. They blame God. The children of Israel. We are the, we are the children of Israel uh, as well. But they will blame God. They will, as soon as the problem come, as soon as the armies come against them. Oh, where your God at Moses? Where the food at? After he fed the manna, he fed them. Every morning they ate. They ate. They had food to eat. They would find the food and would be much of it. Even when Jesus was feeding the 5,000, they was trying to stuff food all in their, in their clothes and have food. And he said, didn't I tell you not to do that? Didn't I tell you not to do, do that? He said, listen, there is much food. You don't have to do that. We don't have to be anxious for nothing. We don't have to be anxious. We don't have to have a gal mouth. We don't have to be a uh, diarrhea of the mouth and go and tell everything you hear. You got to be in a place where you got to keep confidentiality as secret mysteries as if God give a prophet and he give his secret mysteries and he tell us and he say, you cannot release this at this time. I'm going to tell you when to release it. And sometimes we sit around this all privacy. And did you hear this? And girl, this is what the Lord said to me. And it wasn't even time for you to release that information. But sometimes we do it because we get so excited about what God is doing in other people's lives and what God is doing in our lives that we reveal it too soon after he tell us not to reveal it. Just like he told John, Peter and James. Don't reveal it until I am raised from dead. Don't reveal it until I am dead. And I don't reveal it until I come back from the dead and I rise up again. Don't reveal it. Don't do it. My God, just don't do it. We got to come to a place. Oh, my goodness. 
Let's learn and say, let's say what the scripture talk about a gossiping spirit. Because that's a gossiping somebody tell you something and it's, it's bad behavior. Mm. It's hatred, it's jealousy, it's judging, it leads to lying and sin. What does Ephesians 4 and 29 say? Let no corrupt communication proceed, proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. My God, don't let bad communication, evil communication come out of your mouth. But which is good, which is righteous, which is pure, which is holy to use to edify the body of believers, to edify the church, that it may minister grace unto who what the hearers. My God. Now, this is what the Bible says about a forward man soweth strife and a whispering separate chief friends. Yo, talking separated friends because you sold strife. You sold strife in the body of Christ, in the body of the believers. You sold strife. Ooh. Well, some would say, what is strife? What you talking about, apostle? What is strife? Well, what kind of strife you talking about? What you mean? I'm going to tell you what it's talking about, darling. I'm going to tell you, sugar do and sugar dump, what I'm talking about. I want to let you know straight what's being said in this hour. What you're causing, strife. Yes, indeed. Oh, let's get to my notes real good. I got notes for you today. Yes. Yes. You're causing trouble in the body of Christ. Division. Seed of discord. You're causing it. God's not pleased with it. And I'm going to tell you, you know what happens to why my... Uh, while I'm getting to my paperwork, let me just talk so we don't have any pauses here. Amen. God had to deal with me about this because sometimes you could just have a conversation with someone and they just be talking to you. And, you know, and they say something about somebody and, you know, you really don't catch it real quick. And you say, mm hmm, I tell you, I saw it, too. Yeah, they did it. Amen. And now you into something that. You say, Lord, I ain't mean to say that. When you get off the phone, you say, Lord, I don't talk too much. And the Holy Spirit tell you, I don't know what kind of Holy Spirit they, people got these days, but I'm going to tell you, the Holy Spirit will tell you, shut your mouth right on up. You ain't got no conversation. You ain't got no answer. Don't reply to that. Just listen. But no. We got to put our two cents in it. That's what that's what they say. You got you dipping in my... uh. In my conversation. And you don't even know what kind of Kool-Aid in. 
That's, that's, that's what it say. You don't even know what kind of Kool-Aid you trying to find out what flavor I'm talking about. And you don't even know the flavor. You trying to find out information. We as women, we gossip. But then I come to find out the men gossip more than women now. And they tell everything. Confidentiality what another man did. And strife is just simple. You cause conflict, friction. And I talked about it, discord, anger, or your bitter disagreement over a fundamental issue. Conflict. That's what you did. My God. Bitter sometimes. Violent conflict or dissension. Oh, my goodness. You discuss it because you got angry about the person releasing your information. You didn't even go to God about it. It's a fight. It's an act of contention. It's a fight. It's a struggle. My God. My God. And you didn't sit up there and you say, oh, Lord, I don't sow the seed of discord, disharmony in the body of Christ, disunion, disunity, division. It became a schism, a friction. It became war in the body of Christ because you couldn't keep your mouth closed. You didn't have to say what you said to the sister. You didn't have to tell her business. And then contention applies to strife or competition that shows itself in a quarreling, disputing, or controversy matter. This is what happened when we release confidentiality. It's a clash between two persons or owing to a difference in nature or opinion or interest. Now, the difference in nature is that you release my private, secret, intimate conversation that I had with you. And I ask you not to tell my business. That's what the sister mad at you about. And now you got to leave your gift at the altar and go make amends. And go ask her for, to, I'm so, please don't say sorry. Say, forgive me, I offended you. Don't say if I offended you. Girl, you know you ran your mouth and you went and told Sally. You went and told Sister Ann and you told Sister uh, uh, Teresa. You told the usher department. You told everybody about my business. I know. Because I done been in a place like that before deliverance. And if someone had made me mad, I would vent out and I say, you know what? But I'm going to hold her little secret. You done let the people know you got a secret about the woman. I mean, I had told the secret. But I said, look, hmm, I ain't release all of her information. I could be nasty and release it. What did the Lord say, woman of God? Oh, you going to go ahead and do what she did? That don't make you better than her. You're going to go and release her information because uh, 
She released yours. You don't have to be that way. You can just humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and let the Lord fight your battle. Because guess what? Just like he told Jehoshaphat, the battle don't belong to you. It belonged to me. It belonged to the Lord. You ain't got to move. You ain't got to be afraid of no one. I don't give you the spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a what? A sound mind. You ain't got to worry about. Hey, I'm going to give you peace and not the peace that the world give to you. The peace I left you can't even compare to the peace that the world is trying to give to you. He said, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Yes, they said it. Yes, they released your information. But are you going to allow the seed that they sown about your intimate moments or your intimate trouble or whatever privacy or secret that or I isolated problem that you had with your sister, your brother, or with even your family member and your husband? Is that going to cause you to stay off the house of God? Is that going to cause you not to complete the assignment and the mountain that is over your life? Because if you do not obey God and do that assignment that God has given you and perform the vision that God has placed in your belly, placed in your heart, Place in your mind has given you strategic plans on how to operate, maneuver, and giving you favor with people to perform the work and the miracles that he said that we would do greater works that he did. You're going to allow the conversation, that moment, the unforgiveness, the bitterness that caused you not to do the will of God. Is that what you're going to do? Is that what you're telling God that you're going to be disappointed? Disobedient because somebody told your secret. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. You gonna let them keep you out the pearly gates. You gonna let them keep the jewels out of your crown. You gonna let them keep your name out the book of life. You gonna let them keep all you from the promises that God got for you, the blessings that are stored up for you. You gonna let them keep you from the goodness that God has for you. Cause he thinks no evil, no harm towards you, only good. Hallelujah. You gonna let the enemy cause you to miss the valuable blessing and ministry that God has for you. Because they told your business They judged you They lied on you They cheated They stole from you You gonna cause that Well let's look at Jesus Christ Who came to do the Father's will Yet a sokoma He came to do the Father's will Even when the chief priest Couldn't stand him Called him a liar He blasphemed Who do he think he is He is not God He is a liar Cast him We are gonna kill him him we're gonna kill him hallelujah we're gonna make a market we're gonna spit on him we're gonna rip his clothes we're gonna turn we're gonna make a naked we're gonna nail him to the cross we're gonna destroy him we're gonna crush his bones we're gonna whip him day and night we're gonna destroy him he is nothing he had no sokoma he's no one Walked the earth, performed the miracles, did the Father's will. He served Abasoko Mashiach, served the people, fed the people, healed the people, raised the dead. 
but he was talked about. He was lied on. He was mocked. He was tormented for your sins and mine. But he said, I didn't come of my own. When he was in the God of Gethsemane, my God, and he told the Lord, take this cup, let it pass for me. He knew he had to go through, but he laid his life down for you and me. And he took the persecution. And he became the appropriation for a reconciliation. Our sins became his sins in a pure holy body. Righteous body who knew no sin. But he said, I'll go. And lay my life. No man take my life. I lay it down. I lay it down. For you and me. Ah. Jesus. So will you let the isolation. This isolated problem. The secret is out. Confidentially is out. So guess what? So you got to say. I don't care. So what people may know that happened, that's my past. That was a problem I had. I'm not going to allow the enemy to cause me not to walk in the purpose that God has for me today. I'm not going to be bitter and unforgiving and don't be merciful to them when God is merciful to us every morning that he allow us to wake up again. He allow us to see today is beautiful. Even in the days that when it's hot, days is raining, days it look gloomy outside, days when the pain is racking in our body, days when we don't know what we're going to eat. But I love when he said, give no thought for tomorrow, let tomorrow take care of his, itself. If he take care of the birds, mm, nah, yeah. Will he not feed you? Will he not take care of you? Will he not? Will he not take care of you like he took care of the children of Israel? And I think about that thing. I think about every time God did something for the children of Israel or for you or me, we forget it. We seem to quick forget that God just brought us out of the hospital, brought us out the prison. Brought us out of our sick beds. Brought us out of trouble. Brought us out of trials and tribulation. Brought us from out of accidents. I know so come Brought us from out of situations and circumstances that we had no control over. That we couldn't fix. But he decided, I'm going to fix it for you because I love you. And I want to give you another chance to be responsible, to be loving, to be kind. Oh my, to be patient, to be long-suffering with your neighbor, to think no evil against them and hold no record of wrong. That's what love is all about.
You can forgive. You can release the bitterness and the angriness because they release your secrets. Amen. Because they release your secrets. Because they told a lie on you. Because he raped you, molested you, abused you. His fist was against your face. He beat you and your children. And he went and told your secrets to all his friends. What you did. And your sexual intimacy. He told all his friends. And he assassinates your name. And your character. Cause the relationship. Cause even you to be distant from your own children. Because they felt as though you didn't listen to them. Especially when he was sleeping with them. And they were, he was beating them and lying on them. And you allow the man or the woman to cause the separation. I know I've been there a time or two. I've been there. Yeah, the apostle didn't make the wise decisions. And allow certain things to happen in my life. Towards the cause of wedge between me and my children. And God healed the relationship. God healed the relationship between me and my daughters and my son. Yeah, I got to keep it real. Because sometimes we make decisions that's not God decisions. We make decisions on our own and we release things and we don't hear the 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 uh, instructions. We don't be hearers and doers of the word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We preach the gospel. But when it comes to us, we can't seem to get it sometimes. But I tell you right now, after going through and God bringing me out and healing, I stand up for every mother. I stand up for every mother. Give that son another chance. Give that daughter another chance. Go to your child and say, I wasn't a better mother. When I was out in the streets and I was just thinking about Carol. I wasn't this woman. I was in the church, but not in God. In the church, but not in God. Then I was preaching the gospel. I'll go to the club and drink. Come on back out the club. Everybody knows that. And then I would preach and say and preach on Friday nights and and and, and, and over top of the choir, the living temper, uh angelic uh, voices choir and the adult choir, the living temper adult choir. And I even had the little children praise dance team. Yeah, I was doing prayer and Bible band at six o'clock, uh sacrificial prayer. Come on, let's keep this thing real. But because I didn't uh accepted because I was thrown away and rejected and abused I didn't know what the real love was I had to find it in God's house I had to stay right there until God delivered me and God would move me if that could not help and I had to deal with those circumstances God moved me to a place where I got deliverance hey was rejected time after time even by loved ones but guess what? God decided to choose me to talk to you today. Choose me to be transparent for your transformation. 
so that you can renew, your mind can be renewed and taught. And, and I can tell you that that's not what God wants for us. I'm not going to say you because we're in the body of Christ. You are my family. You are my sister and my brother. We're family. We are family. We hold the same blood in our blood when it comes to Jesus Christ. You're chosen. Some are chosen and some are called. Amen. Many are called, but why few are chosen for such a time as this? Will you come back to God? Would you forgive them? To forgive the isolation you put yourself in? Isolated yourself from the house of God, the house of worship. You're the church. You're the church. But it's good for you to assemble yourself together. Come together in the body of Christ and fellowship. It's good for you to get deliverance, to be free to worship and free to dance and free to hear the voice of God speak to your heart and encourage your heart as the men and women of God are preaching a ream of word to your heart. Oh, God. I'm just saying, come on back to God. Don't let that little strife or let that uh, contention, dispute or that quarrel keep you or that controversy keep you out of the house of God. Don't let the religious and religion people keep you from out the house of God. It's all about your salvation. You got to work your salvation out with fear and trembling. Hallelujah. You got to do that yourself. Work your own salvation out. Work it out yourself. You have to do that, dear. Can't nobody do that for you. Just like can't nobody pick up a fork and put it in your mouth. Put it to your mouth so you can pick up the food. Amen. Amen. Can't nobody hold the spoon for you. You got to pick it up yourself. You got to pick up. Hallelujah. The good and pure and righteous things. Amen. Don't think on the past. Don't think, don't, 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 don't do it. Don't, don't think on the things that will cause you negativity, cause you a heart attack, cause you problems, cause you stress. Amen. Philippians 4 and 8 tells us that. Remember the scripture. It tells us. We got to think on these things. We got to think on the things. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The scriptures say Philippians 4 and 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report. If there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on 
these things. Amen. Don't think on the negative things, the unrighteous things. Oh, you got to think on the things that are excellent, praiseworthy. Think on the things that are pure, holy, lovely. Think on those things. My goodness. Don't focus on the thoughts on or fill your mind with things that are not true and not honorable and not righteous and not just and not beautiful. Not respected, not commendable. If there is anything that is good, which is morally excellent and worthy of praise, think about it. Focus on it. Fill your minds with these things. Amen. You ain't got to hear what goes on. You ain't got to keep living in the past. You got to live in the future. Amen. So thank you for joining Divine Liberation Rags to Riches. This is Apostle Carol Gordon Mason. I love you. And if you are not and don't have a church home, partner with us. Inbox me. Find me on Facebook. Carol Gordon Apostle. Inbox me. Contact me at 804-309-2716. Yes. Contact me if you need prayer or have a prayer request at this time. And I will pray for you. Remember, my sister, my brother, I love you. Walk in freedom. Walk in the promises of God. Let him fulfill the promise and the purpose of your life. You are called. You are called and chosen for such a time as this. We are kingdom builders, kingdom minded, with a kingdom purpose, operating in the kingdom of God. I love you. Till next time. God bless you. Peace. Shalom. Blessings unto you.